I was literally like in between practices, like shipping items out, like, oh my gosh, I have to get out before five o'clock. You know what I mean? And it was like a struggle. Like when I first started, I didn't really know what I was doing, honestly. Like I just had Mm -hmm. a whole bunch of clothes in my bedroom and they were just like scattered all over the place in different boxes. (laughs) And I was just like, oh, like, where's that item? And, you know, like just taking measurements before, like between classes and stuff like that for customers. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't because like, I really like needed the money. I think it was just like a passion of mine. You were just listening to Ciara Brown. She was the winner of the Young Entrepreneur of the Year Award in 2017, and she is the founder of the Diamond Hanger. Today, she shares with us some of her insights, as well as the journey that took her from student athlete to the proud owner of a designer and vintage online clothing store. You're listening to My Work in Progress. I'm Heidi Vega, and on today's show, like I said, we're talking with Ciara Brown, but before we get into the interview, guys, I just want to get this off my chest now. I have been MIA, the longest MIA, the longest vacation that I have taken from this podcast since I started, and I say that happily as well as nervously. nervous I'm anxiously is that a word gosh darn it I don't know either way (laughs) I am saying that with kind of some anxiety because of the fact that um, I have been gone for so long and I feel like I owe you guys an explanation Um, you guys are my listeners and I hate to drop the ball like that the truth is guys this whole April and May has been complete, no, April and part of May, the beginning of May has been complete shit for me in life. And I had to gather myself and learn what's important and what's not and get my, just get my shit together. You guys know that that's kind of what this podcast is all about is getting your shit together. And I felt like I was in such a, like just a bad place that how can I really be helpful to others if I'm not helping myself in that area. So that's kind of just the spiel on why I've been gone so long. But I am back and I am set out to prove that this is my thing, that this is my podcast, that this is my brand, and that I'm here to be of service to other people. And that means I got to take care of me as well so that I can take care of you guys and provide you guys with awesome interviews and awesome content. And there's so much in the works that I am excited for. And I hope you guys are too. So without further ado, let's get into this interview with Ciara. She is amazing and she has just an interesting journey in and of itself. And um, hopefully that provides you guys with some inspiration to continue following your dreams, continue pushing through the hard times, uh, no matter where you are right now in your entrepreneurial process or just as a creator in general. So let's roll the music.
Hey everyone, my name is Ciara Brown and I'm from Denver, Colorado. I am the CEO and founder of The Diamond Hanger. And The Diamond Hanger, can you tell us a little bit about The Diamond Hanger? Like what kind of company is it and just kind of the things that make you guys unique? Yeah, so The Diamond Hanger, we resell designer and vintage clothing. We have about 4,000 items right now. And what we do is we just basically go out and we look for the most unique pieces um, from the 80s and 90s. And we also resell like just designer clothing, that anything that we can get our hands on that people, you know, may not want anymore in their closet. And we resell them for, you know, what they're worth. It keeps a lot of clothing out of landfills. And, you know, everybody wants a special piece nowadays. And um in LA people really value one of a kind pieces so right right it's like the opposite of fast fashion yes exactly (laughs) exactly just to give the listeners a little bit of background on how uh you and I even know each other we went to high school together um yeah and you played uh well we both played volleyball but you like played played I like played. <laughs> <laughs> like after school activity played and um you ended up going to uh Florida first yes or- I, I played volleyball at the University of South Florida and then I ended up transferring and I played at San Diego State University mm, and then that's okay. kind of where I started my business so was being in San Diego kind of um, helpful in flourishing that passion for uh, fashion and stuff? Well, it was interesting. Like when I first got started with clothing, I was in Florida and I was like, oh, my gosh, I have all these clothes that I wasn't really able to wear because I was always playing volleyball and they were nice right. clothes. And my mom used to like always teach me how to like shop on a budget and stuff. So mm-hmm. um I had a whole bunch of like nice, nice designer things that were that were purchased like fairly low prices. And I was like, well, let me see what happens if I like put it on eBay. So I ended up putting some of my clothes on eBay, like 50 items or something like that. I was like, well, let me just see how it works out. And so um, like the next day I sold something and it was a pair of like Miss Me jeans, which were really popular back in high school, Mm -hmm. our high school days. And I sold them for like 50 bucks, but I got them on clearance for like 30 or something so I made like $20 off of a used pair you know and I was like wow I made more money off of like a used pair than I bought them new so I was like well what about all those garage sales I've been to and I always come across you know Mm -hmm. people that have like nice designer things but I can't fit into them I was like well what if I put those on eBay Mm -hmm. so then I just started um I started like you know, listing all of these clothes online. And I was like buying things for a dollar and flipping them for $20. And mm. um, yeah, that's kind of how I got started. So I was like, I was, at first I started in Florida, just like reselling my own things. And then when I got to San Diego, that's when I was like, wow, there's like all these beautiful homes. I bet people have great stuff. And that's really when I started reselling. But I right. think as it's weird. Like, I mean, I, like at first I just started like reselling other people's stuff. It was just, you know, like mall brands, you know, just mm-hmm. like White House, right. Black Market and Taylor, like small things that I was like, oh, I can buy for a dollar, flip it for 20, which is a great like in like a great investment. So yeah. I just started doing it like really just for fun. I actually I always enjoyed garage selling. That was like one of my mm. passions. My mom always took me to garage sales. And so when I got to San Diego, I was just finding all this cool stuff. And I was like, well, let me try selling it. And it's weird because, like, over time, the business has just, like, evolved into 
like a high fashion business and I didn't expect mm-hmm. to get that way and I think my love for like clothing just like increased after I started like really understanding you know designers and really like having a newfound like I don't know I just I started embracing it and really just learning about all everything about different designers styles you know all of that mm-hmm. stuff and over right. time I just I don't know it's 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 really cool how it's like evolved from like just reselling like you know my own clothes and learning a right. lot to now like high fashion clothes that you're you're able to sell at a reasonable price at a reasonable price exactly and then what I think is interesting and I feel like I notice this a lot when it comes to entrepreneurs there's kind of this overall um, theme of not necessarily that the passion for the clothing is kind of the driving force but it's there but it's like this passion for being an entrepreneur in and of itself. Of yeah. To be like almost business savvy in your own way. Exactly. And I can definitely see how like you took it from, oh, I like this kind of, you had your own like business started already and then you just took it to the next level. Right. While it, so the team around you, I'm assuming you have a team around you yeah. that like goes through and, and um, are buying these pieces off of, people who don't want them anymore these designers yeah Yeah. so mainly I do all the buying but like the online stuff I have people that are like managing our online accounts and I have people that photograph our items and things like that so yeah I definitely do all the buying um I enjoy that that's like what I really love doing is shopping so it's really (laughs) exciting to like you know go and find something really unique and and you're like oh my gosh I just like yesterday I found an Hermes shirt and like mm-hmm. a thrift store and I was like oh my gosh this oh, wow. is so cool yeah and you know and like you just find like different things like Prada you know and I'm like oh my gosh like this is amazing and it's really mm-hmm. cool to see like throwback pieces that like oh, yeah. are from like the 80s and 90s and nobody else yeah. has them you know what I mean yeah so yeah yeah, yeah. it's really when fun. you when you have like a themed like I've been to some themed 90s or uh-huh. and the first thing I think I'm like like different thrift stores a good world yep. I will find something that I'm like that looks so 90s and yeah like crazy cheap at the same time exactly. you know and and even when people like wear it out today like as casual clothing uh-huh. it still looks good exactly you know you can still appreciate it yeah that's but, what I, I'm like trying to tie in like vintage with like yeah. modern fashion like a lot of influencers that we're collaborating collaborating with um are like you know mixing vintage with new stuff and it it, it's Mm. really stylish and the thing about vintage is like what what's really valuable is the quality of it because now everything is fast fashion like you were saying and you know everything back in the 80s and 90s even I mean any past like before then 70s whatever um everything was made way better like the quality of it is just like on Mm -hmm. another level and you can't find that Mm -hmm. now if you're going to find like good quality clothes, you have to, you have to pay up for them. You know, the only people that are making super great quality are like, you know, Chanel and Dolce and Gabbana and stuff like that. And they're thousands of dollars. So exactly. Yeah. That's what I found too. As like, I feel like that's a kind of a grown growing up kind of thing that you recognize like the difference between clothes that you buy and you literally wash it once and you're like, I can't wear this again. It looks looks dingy now you know yep. and then 
you buy something that might be a little bit more pricey, but it lasts exactly. forever. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, Definitely. we're trying to provide, you know, clothes that are also affordable. Um Right. For both designer and our vintage pieces, they're all less than, you know, what you're going to be paying in the store. But also, mm-hmm. I mean, you're not going to be like these pieces are things that like nobody else has. So it just makes right. them really unique. And exactly. I think that's why people shop with us is because they want those exclusive pieces and so good prices. But vintage also like the I mean, it's only going up in um, value right now. And people are really like valuing it because now it is a fast fashion world and everything else, everything now is going to end up in landfills, unfortunately. So it's like, you know, if you can have pieces that are going to last forever, they're only going to go up in value. And people, I feel Mm -hmm. like in 30, 40 years from now are going to like vintage is going to go anything from the 80s and 90s is going to go for hundreds of dollars, you know? So it's exciting. It's cool. How has it been like from you starting to now this kind of being a thing you know what I mean yeah. like because before it was kind of something you were doing on the side while you're in college but now it's much more this is what you do this is your business right. so what are what were your biggest struggles with like turning this from something that you're doing on the side yeah. to something serious so it happened really fast for me like I was playing volleyball mm-hmm. at San Diego State and it was like my last year of volleyball and I was like starting to buy a lot of things and you know like I was literally like in between practices like shipping items out like oh my gosh I have to get out before five o'clock you know what I mean and it was like a struggle like when I first started I didn't really know what I was doing honestly like I just had Mm -hmm. a whole bunch of clothes in my bedroom and they were just like scattered all over the place in different boxes (laughs) and I was just like oh like where's that item and you know like just taking measurements before like between classes and stuff like that for customers Mm -hmm. and it wasn't because like I really like needed the money. I think it was just like a passion of mine, you know, because right. we were pretty much right. taken care of like as far as like from our school, you know, we had, I was on a scholarship. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't really the money. It was just like, oh my God, I love it. Like it was just fun, you know, it was fun to go mm-hmm. out and it was fun. And then um, it was fun to like, you know, search for the items. And then over time, I think it was just a lot of hard work. Cause I was like, well, what am I going to do when I graduate? I was like initially thinking real estate. And then I was like, one of my friends was, like he made a great point. I went back to Florida to visit him and he was like, yeah, like, you know, you're telling me this online thing's going so well. And you're like, you know, making side money from this. And you, it seems like the figures are right. And I'm like, yeah, like if I can, you know, keep expanding this, like who knows like how big it can get, you know? And he's like, well, why don't you just run with that? You know, it's right, like what you right. really love. And um, so I did, and it was a lot of hard work. Like, I can't even tell you how many things I've been through. I mean, I started, like I said, I started in my room and then it just became like a whole like eBay store. It was just like a whole bedroom of just clothes <laughs> everywhere. And then when I, I moved and it just like, you know, all, all I was doing was just growing and I had nowhere to put it. So I was like, okay, well now I'm going to get storage units. So then we got storage units and it was like, then we like, I decided to like build custom like clothing racks because I wanted them to be the perfect dimension of like the storage unit and like so my boyfriend like helped me go to Home Depot and we would buy like the metal like rods and screw them together and like it took us hours just to put one together and like a couple years later I ended up learning that I could have just bought a clothing rack online for like (laughs) way less and I thought I was like saving money and I wasn't you know they used to like collapse all the time and all the clothes would fall and I thought I was like saving money and I was like you know just like stupid things that right 
like entrepreneurs as you go you just have to learn and you just learn from your mistakes and now I know like I would never do that again you know what I mean yeah yeah so we used to like go into the storage unit with like using our flashlights because there was no lights in the storage unit and we'd like just try to find clothes that sold you know and it was it was it was hard you know and then I finally like um a year later I ended up like getting a warehouse in San Diego like a 1,000 square foot warehouse and it had lights Mm. and it was beautiful and it was super tall and then I was (laughs) like you know I want to move to LA and expand and really get connected with like influencers and people that can help grow a brand and not just like an eBay store so that's when I was like okay I need to make the move to LA and so I did Mm. and yeah here I am just you know just keep keep going along just trying to keep expanding and (laughs) So we're not just online now. We also do pop-up shops like throughout LA. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I saw that on the website. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so we go to like all these different vintage fashion expos and stuff like that. And people are able to like come shop our stuff in person. And it's made a huge difference. And it really helps me as a buyer, like know what people really love. And mm. I try to bring out our most unique pieces from our online store to those pop-up shops. And it's just really helped like grow the brand and, you know people know about us what do you think about um lifestyle branding and how that influences like fashion or just like um clothing brands because uh brands like supreme yeah you know they adopt very much like lifestyle branding where it's not just a clothing brand it's like a lifestyle yeah and I think your your brand definitely does that in the way of the fact that how we were saying it's like the opposite of fast fashion you care about the quality of clothes meaning you care about the quality of everything kind of around you it's a little bit minimalistic and the fact that it's like yeah I'm not gonna buy something and throw it away the next day yeah I'm gonna buy something because I love it exactly yeah I always you know a lot of my customers like I always say it's like it's not about the dress it's about the life that you live in it and I think that's Mm. like really important too you know and yeah it's true like you know I'm not opposed to fast fashion I do wear things that are fast fashion but also I think it's important to like understand the quality of vintage and you know like secondhand items that are like actually still in good condition and still Mm -hmm. wearable nobody's gonna know that it was you know, worn on somebody else. Like, and a lot of people, you right. know, they don't wear a dress twice. You know, you go to an mm. event, you take great pictures, and then you're like, what am I going to do with it? So mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I feel like it is, it is a, it is a lifestyle. I think I try to, you know, put in, you know, every, these are all pieces that I say, like they're diamonds in the rough and mm. it's, it's a lot of work. You know, we have to go out and find them, but it's so worth it because, people's smiles on their face they really love the pieces Mm -hmm. and you're not kidding about it being difficult because I think I mean I've I've done that myself of like trying to be more realistic with what I'm buying if I know it's fast fashion don't look at it like okay I'm gonna buy this I'm gonna be able to wear it a ton of times yeah or that it's not gonna you know the color's not gonna wear off or whatever Mm -hmm. and but at the same time I try to make an effort for the for my sanity and for my pockets <laughs> to buy things that are gonna last exactly and that I'm really gonna like love in my closet that I'm not gonna just look at and then 
yeah. like every time I see it I'm like I'm never gonna wear that exactly <laughs> yeah I think it's so it is an I, investment yeah. for sure it's oh definitely yeah I think it's a smart investment to you know invest in quality items or even even if you go to the anywhere you go if you go to a garage sale if you go to a thrift store or if you go to a store like mine and try to find these pieces I think they're all worth it you know they're all the same mm-hmm. thing no matter where they came from so it's funny how the um perspective on buying secondhand has changed yeah I feel like when I was when I was in elementary it was like um something that you would say to another kid to like make him feel bad yeah. like you bought that secondhand yeah, like, and like now to hand me down like right <laughs> And now it's almost like I've I've had conversations with my mom, with my friends, where I'm like, this is secondhand. They're like, no. I'm like, yes. Yeah. It's it's something you get to kind of brag about, about the fact that you found something of such high quality, of good brand, you know? Yeah. And you bought it at a good price. Exactly. And that's something to, like, be appreciated now. Yeah. I think, too, Um, because, like, being in L.A., it's a lot different than other places, you know? So. Uh, like if you walk down the street in Hollywood like a lot of people like everybody here like not everybody but you know most people here they're they really value vintage clothing like you'll see people vintage Harley shirts um like Mm. throwback you know Adidas track suits or you know what I mean and Mm. like I I don't I don't I stay away from streetwear but like you can you'll see it but like now that I really am in the fashion industry like I before I didn't really look at people like and like study what they're wearing now I just look at it and I can't help myself to but be like oh that's vintage that's 80s that's 90s and like if you walk down the street now in LA it's like everybody's wearing vintage like everybody loves it and (laughs) it's like the new like it's like the new old thing you know right right (laughs) right yeah no, it totally makes sense. So did you have to kind of change you? I'm assuming you changed your mindset going into it that it wasn't just going to be for fun. Yeah. But it's like also because it's going to be hard work, like hard work can be fun. Yeah. But you have to also know, like, it's not always going to be fun. Like, oh, you're going to yeah. get frustrated. Well, like yeah. when I first started, like, honestly, I was up from like from well obviously I was playing volleyball so when I had my free time my off days like Saturday Sunday if we didn't have a game or something like I was spending like from 9 to 9 p.m at night like I was obsessed Mm -hmm. like I was just like okay and I think after I talked to my friend and he had told me you know like this is something that you know you should really pursue I was like well okay if I'm gonna pursue I'm gonna go all out for it I'm not gonna like you know half-ass this so I was like Mm -hmm. you know I'm gonna really have to like you know set this up because I was really trying to set myself up for success after I, like, once I graduated. Because I'm like, I don't want to go work for someone. So I was like, well, if I don't have to work for someone, I'm not going to. So let me get this going (laughs) so that I had, like, something solid. And by the time I graduated, I was able to, like, you know, have a – I was able to pay my own bills and run the business and um, have an employee to help me. So that was, like, really amazing. Yeah. And and I was like – it wasn't just because, like – it fell in my lap or anything like I really 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 worked hard for that and mm-hmm. any day I had like any time I had it was spent working like you know I didn't really yeah. go to any parties I didn't do anything like that I was like really really focused and um it was a lot of blood sweat and tears like I said like just small things that end up being like big mistakes like the clothing racks mm-hmm. falling apart or you know yeah. There was there's a lot of things that I messed up, but it was like it's so worth the journey. And I think now, like looking back at it and just talking to you guys, like you know, sharing my story, it's like whoa. It's kind of it just reminds me of you know when I first started because a lot of times I just think of now and how am I going to get it bigger and better and 
Yeah. You know, I don't really take the time to reflect back on like, wow, I was really in that position, like in my clothing, like in my bedroom, like selling out of my bedroom, taking pictures of items on a, like, you know, on a nail on the wall. And (laughs) now it's like, it's grown a lot, but yeah. Yeah. You forget to kind of look back and appreciate like where you came from, like how you started. Yeah. Yeah. I totally understand that. How do you, well, speaking on not going to any parties, um, <laughs> how did you, like, so you had, you went into like full out just grind exactly. mode. Exactly. And you were, yeah. Well, now, now how has that changed? I mean, yeah. have you found a kind of a balance? Yeah. So when I first started, I was like, like I said, like I literally, so when I, when I was done with volleyball and I was just in grind mode, like working day and night, um, mm-hmm. I did that for like two years like very Mm -hmm. in my own zone and I don't even really know how to explain how I got into that mode but it was just like (laughs) it was just like a passion like I was just like I was all for I have I had a vision you know and Mm -hmm. what really helped me as I read this book it's called Rich Dad Poor Dad and it talks about you know like Robert Kiyosaki had he had like a rich dad and a poor dad and it just taught me a lot about like seeing things differently you know because Mm -hmm. I don't grow like I don't come from a wealthy family or anything like that and so I had to teach myself everything I I know and I didn't have Mm -hmm. anybody to tell me like oh do this or do that you know I had to do my own research and you know like have my own battles and it was really it was hard because I was like you know I was by myself a lot but I loved it so it was like Mm -hmm. if I really loved what I was doing then I would I don't know I just got into this zone of like Hmm. this is my vision and I I created a vision board and I was like you know this is long-term goals these are short-term goals you know I really like want to you know go to Africa and help children or you know create about like a new environment for children in St. Kitts for like athletes Hmm. that they don't have the same opportunities Hmm. as us and it just I think it just got me in this like like this mood of you know you can do it and believing in myself and just every day I had a plan and I think that's really important mm-hmm. to write down your goals every single day. And so now right. over time, um, it's nice because, you know, I really did work hard and everybody did tell me like, you know, the first few years of your business, you're going to be busting your butt, you know, like it's not going to be yeah. easy. Right. But I knew long term also, I think what like, like what made me not um, or what made me like work really hard and not like be scared of like the ending was knowing that like it's not going to be like this forever because you're building mm-hmm. something you know right, so right. now it's like i've built up this thing and i have a i have a process for every, everything like i have a system in place mm-hmm. and so i'm able to like take a step back and like now that's what i'm working on is like stepping a little bit back from the business and letting other people run it and like teaching other people like how to do the things that i once had to learn how to do Mm-hmm. so really the goal long term is to be able to be the owner not like running the entire business all the time yeah you know what I mean and I'm, yeah. I'm not completely like away from that I have employees and stuff but I'm still like a huge part I do everything you know what I mean I, yeah. I do a lot yeah, of yeah, stuff yeah. so I think long term that was like you know building a business the idea of is like really cool that you can build something up from the ground and then eventually you can step back and like you can pursue something else. And I have more time for myself now because I have employees that can do things that I was spending a lot of time doing. 
You know what I mean? Is it is it hard for you to walk away from some things? Like, is it hard for yeah. you to like, let go? Do you feel yourself like, oh, but I know how to do it right? Exactly. <laughs> That's like one of the yeah. hardest challenges because like I'm still struggling with that now because um, mm. I want to hire somebody for our pop-up shops and like somebody that can run them because I've been doing that. And I'm like, oh, oh, how okay. do you find somebody that you can trust? How do you know that they're right, going to do just right. as good of a job as you? How do you know that they're mm-hmm. going to, you know, push for it, your sales, like to stay on track with your goals? And, you know, that's mm-hmm. like really a hard thing is like stepping back and being like and trusting somebody else to do everything and more, you know, because you want to you it's your baby. So but that's still kind of like part of the game plan for your for your social life, like yeah. so that you have like a social, a life outside of your work, I'm assuming. Yeah, totally. And like last yeah. year, I think up until like the end of last year, I was still in grind mode. And yeah. this year I decided that, you know, I wasn't really going to the gym and like that stuff. Cause I was like putting it off. I'm like, Oh, I can do that later. I can do it later. Mm-hmm. I can do it later. And like this mm-hmm. year I was like, you know, I want to start eating healthier and like really taking care of myself and not, not just focusing on the business and so it's been nice like I can go on vacation whenever I want if I really wanted to I can you know I just got back from San Francisco this last weekend it was for work Mm -hmm. but you know it's cool like I can schedule whenever I want to (laughs) yeah and I can I can go whenever I want to and like um my boyfriend and I he has a clothing store too it's called five star vintage so now we just are like always on the road we're like oh let's go to Arizona and go thrifting this week you know so it's exciting. Wow. Yeah, it's fun. Like we we travel a lot and it's a lot of fun. I I love it. And we have our own schedules, you know. We can Yeah, that must be amazing having somebody like that close to you that is basically doing like the same thing as you and that you can relate on that level. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny cuz yeah. he was actually like um working for Lexus like in the car business and I saw how many hours oh, okay. he was working. Like he was working like from the morning to the night and I was like dude Mm. like for the amount of money that you're making the company versus the amount of money that you're making for yourself I was like oh yeah here let me help you let's 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 get you into the (laughs) men's section and I he would never ever ever go thrifting like I would be like okay babe let's go garage sale he's like no like I'm not I don't I will never wear something used you know he was like very like stuck on that Mm. and like Mm -hmm. now he's like okay let's go to the thrift store like (laughs) it's really funny because like now he like he can't wait to like go thrifting with me and he finds me pieces and I find him pieces and it's worked out a lot and now we're both you know that's awesome it's so it's safe to say like having this business has really changed your life in a lot of ways more than just as you know the money coming in right but I saw that um you had gotten that uh, eBay's Young Entrepreneur of the Year Award uh, in 2017. Yeah. And I remember seeing that, I think, on Instagram, yeah. like, when you first posted it. And I was like, oh, sh-. like, <laughs> damn, she's doing her thing, you know? Yeah. And I didn't even know that that was something that eBay, um, like, offered to its sellers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, to have that opportunity to be noticed and, like, recognized for the work that you're doing. Yeah, it was really... I was actually I didn't really know much about it either honestly and like mm. I I got like an application like they they send out to everybody like oh to put your applications in you know for 
these awards and I thought it was really cool that they had a young entrepreneur category and I was like whoa Mm -hmm. like I was like man I work so hard I was like I want this award and I waited (laughs) until like the day it was due like the application was due and I my boyfriend was driving to LA from San Diego and he's like just do it my sister was like you're gonna win it Ciara I promise like she's like you deserve Mm -hmm. it like you're gonna win it it's like I don't understand I was like are you sure are you sure like there's so many other people (laughs) out there like there's there's millions of sellers like there's millions of buyers and I was like oh my gosh like well let me just try so I put my application in, and then they they didn't call me like between the time like there was a time frame where they were supposed to like call us call you and if you got in then you would get a call and I didn't get a call during that time so I was like oh I didn't get it and then it was like two days past that time they called me and I was like literally crying in my warehouse I was like oh my gosh like no way they're like yeah you're nominated to be you're a finalist there's two other finalists in your category I was like no way like it was so surreal and it just like showed me like how like all my hard work was like paying off and I was just like oh my gosh no way like great yeah it's great to be recognized in that in that way like that it's not just like the money coming in yeah that's recognition but like that the company itself can see like okay she's definitely like growing that this is like somebody to look out for you know yeah exactly it was really cool it's been amazing like working with ebay too they've really taken care of me in a lot of different ways i mean they they brought me out for, a few, like, I've been to a couple different events, like, to speak and stuff like that, like, Afrotech and mm-hmm. in San Francisco, and I was on the Today Show. Um, my business was featured for, like, Small Business Saturday. That was really mm-hmm. cool. Um, so it's really helped me. It's go- given me a lot of exposure and a lot of amazing connections. Right, because net- networking, I'm assuming, is one of the biggest things. Yeah. Also, when it comes to entrepreneurship. Well, like, the thing is, I didn't even know. Well, eBay had had the Shine Awards a year before the year that I got nominated. It was the first one that oh, they okay. created. And it was to give the sellers um, exposure, you know. And it's because mm-hmm. a lot of times, like, you just you stay in your own little thing. And, like, a lot of the buyers don't really know, like, there's actual small businesses being ran behind just your eBay shoe purchase, you know? Like, you don't think of, like, who it's coming from. You're just like, oh, I'm buying it Mm -hmm. from somebody else. Like, it's not, it's it's so much more than that. And everybody has a different story. Mm -hmm. So it's really cool to, like, be able to, everybody was able to share their different stories, whether they were disabled or whether they're a single mom just trying to, you know, get ahead. Um, right. It, it was. It's been amazing, and and being able to meet all these different people through eBay has opened up so many doors. And like now, I feel like people will look out for you. Like if you need anything, like you're they're only a phone call away. You know what I mean? Everybody mm-hmm. wants to like check in on you and see how your business is going. And it's nice to have a sense of community. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So are your are you still right now like going through eBay? Yeah. Like, is eBay one of the platforms? Okay. So eBay yeah. is um definitely like the best selling platform for me still. Okay. Um okay. but we also sell on other websites like uh Trade to see and Poshmark and like stuff like that. Mm. So we try to like cross post all of our items to different websites and then we also have our own website, the diamondhanger.com. And then right. a lot of the vintage that we're selling, I'm starting to have posted like on Instagram and stuff like that. For, like, the brand. So we do a lot of shoots with, like, models and stuff like that to showcase our pieces and give our Mm. customers more of an idea of, like, who we are and, you know, the kind of inventory we have. 
Okay. So could you give us a little bit of an insight into your future, what you are planning for the future as an entrepreneur? My goals long-term are to just expand. And Mm. I feel like I want to give back. Like I want to create something more than just like a successful business. I want to like give back to other, you know, communities that are struggling or kids that may not have like the same opportunities as I did growing up, like being given the chance to like play volleyball and explore sports. It's really been like something that's helped me like stay disciplined and, you know, just growing up, like who knows what I would have been doing if I wasn't like always playing volleyball or. Right. 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 That's so true. Yeah. And that, that is often, I notice that's also often the case for most entrepreneurs. There's a sense of, wanting to give back after you've worked so hard Uh it's almost as if there's like a a newfound passion for um just people in general and wanting to say like I did all this you know I can do so much more not just for me personally but for other people exactly and that's always that's always great to see so before we like say bye and everything (laughs) I want to uh ask you one last question if you have any advice for those who are trying to start their own business and become an entrepreneur so I would say if you're going to start your own business to do your research and to really like learn as much as you can from other people before you do it yourself so like I always like encourage like reading books and whatever it is, like as much computer Googling you need to do because, you know, like I said, like when I first started, I didn't really know what I was doing and I made a lot of mistakes that I think could have been avoided if I would have asked somebody. I would definitely encourage like anyone to work smarter and not harder. If there's a way that you can hire someone else to cover something that maybe like someone else can do other than you, like to put more time mm-hmm. into your business or whatever it is that you want to put more time in. I think that it's worth it, you know, because mm. your time is worth more. Thank you so much for coming on the, on the podcast and sharing your wisdom and your journey. That music seems to have come in a little early, right? No, guys, the audio at the end there got messed up when she was starting to say, like, thank you also for having me. And so I just was like, do I mess up people's ears with all this static or do I play some pleasant music that is in the background da 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 um so I chose the latter and uh is that right do I say the latter when it's the last thing I said or do I say the latter when it's the first thing I said I have so many questions for you guys and you're on my podcast that doesn't make any sense Heidi so Uh, I'm just gonna figure that out for myself with Google's 
help. And I want to thank you guys so much for listening. This is the part where I'm going to invite you guys to please check out my website because that is where you're going to get more information as far as this interview goes to check out CR's little bio. I do bios of all of my um, kind of a bio. I guess it would be like a little... I don't need like a description, not even, I don't even do a lot of describing. I just link you guys to their website, to their, I'm going to link Ciara's um, uh, online store website, as well as her social media handle. So you guys can follow her on Instagram or on Facebook or wherever she's located. I'm currently following her on Instagram and it's great to see her um, doing her thing as well as the Instagram of her actual online store. They have wonderful models. Jeez, these women are fucking hot. As well as the clothing. Maybe it's the clothing. It's both. Okay, they're both the clothing's great and the women are great. And just go check that out. And um, as well, I want you guys to check out previous episodes that are on there because I've had some amazing amazing women on the show and I really want you guys to check them out because they all have some uh, very valuable information they're all doing their thing and that's what this podcast is all about I bring you guys stories and as well as information about how to be a better you and how other people have contributed um, their talents their knowledge and how they're just helping the community and how you can further help the community of just all of us of this human being race people that we seem to be walking around as adult children yeah uh (laughs) i am on a rant today so Uh, Thank you guys again so much for watching my show. Please go check out my website. Leave me a review about this podcast of this episode on iTunes or Google Play or wherever you're listening from as well as you guys can go check out my Instagram. I just got back on. I'm telling you guys I took a break from all types of everything uh, for this past like month and a half and it's really helped but it's also reinvigorated my passions and I'm just coming back stronger than ever so guys go check out my Instagram at it's me Heidi V I kind of keep you guys updated on the podcast as well just like to post some entertaining pictures um and that's my dog barking so i gotta go thanks guys again for listening and i will talk to you guys later